Welcome back to episode 17 of the Godly Young Men podcast, the Gym Podcast. We are back with another episode, and we're talking today about communication. Now, a lot of people might go, oh, that's really boring. I'm going to move on. Communication is a is a really big deal right. for, for a lot of reasons, and it's one of those things that we strongly believe that godly young men need to develop and need to prioritize. And of course, we're going to talk about all those reasons as to why they are important, which is actually the first area that we're going to get into. Um, but again, we don't want you to, to watch this and listen to this and think, who cares? You know, right. Especially because I'll say, and then I'll let you get into why they're so important. I would say communication skills are deteriorating. Mm, um, and I think primarily I due to constant texting, um, people rarely make phone calls anymore. At right. least the younger generations, you know, that's that's kind of a trope with them, right? We don't like making phone calls. We'd rather text, you know, that kind of thing. And so face-to-face communication, stuff like this, talking, really kind of, in my opinion, deter- deteriorating with the younger generation. We don't like to communicate. No we don't do it very well. No um, and so this is an important skill for godly young men to develop and to, again, really strive for greatness, to rise above the crowd because – Let's face it, a lot of your peers, a lot of the people that are your age, talking, you know, teenager, late teenager, early 20s, they're not very good at this. And so uh, I don't know if you want to speak to that, but also kind of get us into why is this so important? Sure. It's a great way to stand above, you know, to stand out, I would say. Uh, And specifically, as we think about success in life, you think about success in business, how important is it to be able to communicate effectively in business? I mean, you automatically, if you have good grammar... You know, you're, you're, you're good at writing out. and you're yeah. good at communicating, which a lot of those go hand in hand, uh, or both of those go hand in hand a lot of the time. You're like upper echelon already. You walk into a job and you know how to spell with proper grammar and you can communicate effectively. You can look people in the eye. We're going to get into practical toward the end, but you know, you can look people yeah. in the eye and you're confident and such. Man, that's huge. So this is connected quite a bit to success in my opinion. And nobody, I mean... There are few people in life. I guess it does happen, but there are few people in life who look down at their, yeah. <laughs> you know, look down at their shoes the entire time. And they're talking to you, and they're awkward as all get out, and they don't know how to communicate. Yeah. Take Elon Musk for example. The guy has Aspergers and is you, you know got, which is you, kind of the who, who's that again? Oh, I'm sure yeah, you guys have heard I was going to say. Musk, I hope right? you know yeah. who Elon Musk is. Yeah, richest man in um, the world. Yeah, yeah, he's socially awkward because he's kind of on the autism spectrum. How many interviews does he give? He has figured out a way to kind of hack the system, like yeah. to know how to communicate because it's that important. Yes. He doesn't get through life just by being a bumbling idiot. Right. Right. I mean, he has to learn to communicate. So from a business perspective, I would say it's huge, but also from a relationship perspective. Yeah. I mean, you think about marriage, obviously, um, what do they say is one of the biggest reasons why couples struggle and fight is communication. Um, you know, I don't have any stats to back this up. All I've got is personal experience and maybe you've got the stats in the therapy world and things like that. The better you are at communication, the more solid your marriage yeah. foundation will be. Uh, people who are not good at communication and who you know are just not effective at it are going to struggle in their marriage more so at a higher, I would say, percentage than those who are good at communication. Yeah. So it, it's going to help you in marriage. Again, if you develop this skill now and before you're married or whether you're married or not, and then you get to that point, it's you're, you're going to have a, I don't want to say more successful, you're going to have better ways to resolve conflict and all yeah. it, all kinds of issues that can come with marriage. Communication helps those things, but also in friendships. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. It doesn't have to just be boy-girl marriage relationship. It's also in, in guy friendships, everyday friendships with people at your congregation or at your school or whatever. Man, it's it's nice to be friends with people who communicate well and who you can no talk to versus you know people who just text all the time or on social media all the time. It, it helps to... Again, solve conflict, all kinds of things. This one's a really big deal. Right. And as you alluded to, 
social awkwardness is like a pandemic these days. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's really bad. Um, most people don't want to talk in person and that does go even with friends. We're not even comfortable around our own friends. Well, unless you, we're... You, you see all the, the memes and things, Instagram, obviously a lot of young people aren't big Facebook users where, sure. you know, people, my generation, even your generation are getting on there, are getting on social media, you know, bragging about how they talked on the phone today. Right. Right. It's like they had, they, they carry on, they carried on a conversation with somebody. You even, I, the memes that drive me nuts too, are the ones where it's like, yeah, my friends asked me to hang in. Obviously, you know, they're phrased differently and it's a lot funnier than the way I'm putting it. But basically the gist of it is, yeah, my friends want me to hang out, but I'd rather be in bed by 8 PM. So I don't have to talk to anybody. Right. That's kind of depressing. Like it why, really is. why is that everything that everybody, Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That's me. Why is that us? Right. And so you talk about the friendships. It really is that important. Like yeah. this is why it's important is because you have an entire generation who would rather Snapchat one another literally at our distance across from one another. We're talking three, four feet across from one another and they're texting each other or they're Snapchatting or they're, you know, it's, it's in the realm of social media. Like get off your phone, look up and have a conversation with me, but they don't know how to do it. And so, from a friendship perspective, you alluded to the marriage perspective. As a therapist, I, I do couples counseling, couples therapy, and you'd be surprised at how many of these, you, would, you wouldn't be, but people would be very surprised yeah. at how many of these go back to simple communication issues. Sure. They don't know, the guy doesn't know how to communicate his emotions, the woman doesn't know how to communicate maybe her thoughts, her feelings, whatever it is, and so it creates this tension and it also creates misunderstandings and, and presuppositions. Well, I thought that's what you meant. That's not what I meant. Communication like destroys marriages. It's a make or break yeah, thing. Really and I is. would say also in regarding relationships, not just friendships, not just a marriage, but with God. Yeah. Think about our prayer lives. How well do we communicate to God? And sometimes if we're not comfortable communicating to others, the idea of getting on our knees and like communicating to a being that we can't see, that, that you know, we, we don't, it's kind of almost an abstract concept sometimes to pray to God and that can be really difficult. And so if we don't, if we're not comfortable in our communication that also can suffer quite a bit. Yeah. And I would say just people in general. Yeah. Again, it's just, it's one of those skills that to me is, it is a skill, first of all. Yeah, it's one no of those doubt. things. Some people are naturally good at it, but a lot of this is learned through practice and learned through you know teaching in some way. It's yep. one of those skills that does have to be developed, but it's so, it, useful is not even the right word. Like you have to have it. It's, it's imperative. It's, it, yeah. it is an imperative. It's crucial to all these successes. Somebody who can't communicate Again, you're going to struggle in life. And so it's important. So let's move into the kind of the next phase of this, the next question, I guess, which is what do we mean by communication skills? Mm-hmm. Because you can hear us say, oh, we got to be good at communication. Communication is important. And go, okay, what does that mean? Like right. that, that's a nice nice word there. But what does that mean? This is probably the, sec- the section that we'll spend the least amount of time on. We'll hit these rather quickly. But I'd say, first of all, what we mean by effective communication skills is the ability to articulate your emotions. Mm-hmm. A <laughs> lot of people don't know. Right. Who, you know, how to articulate their emotions. They get angry about something. Uh, they're frustrated. They're irritated. Right. What do they do? They clam up. They bottle up. Oh, yeah. and they, they don't want to say anything. You can see this in marriages, but you can even see this friendship, day-to-day life. They just, they, they don't know how to express their emotions. They don't know how to articulate their emotions. And that is one of the biggest keys to this is if I'm really upset with you for, for X, Y, Z reason, I can explain that to you. I can articulate that yeah. without you know, screaming at you, going off the rails, but I can articulate my emotions. It doesn't have to just apply to anger as well, but this one is important. And you can even show emotion in that. It yeah. doesn't have to be, I'm a robot telling you, sure. I'm, That's I'm really point. angry at you. Like I'm, I'm frustrated, right? I'm really frustrated, but I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Here's why I'm frustrated because you said this, like there's passion there. There's frustration yeah. there. I can feel that, but I don't have to like blow you out of the water. Flip right? to the other side though. 
expressing love or expressing appreciation yes, for somebody. To the Guys positive. can struggle with that too. Oh, yeah. Because like, we don't we want to keep our wall up or whatever. That's exactly it. There's vulnerability. On both sides there's vulnerability. Yeah. Good good emotions or bad emotions, you're letting people see a side of you and a part of you that we first have to own ourselves, which we're gonna get into later in the outline, but we have to own that ourselves. Yeah. But a lot of people, they don't even know their own emotions. Forget about communicating emotions. They don't even know their own emotions. And so why you know what do we mean by effective communication? This has to be number one because the marriages that make it, the relationships that make it, is when you can effectively communicate what you, not just what you're thinking, what you're feeling. But that yes. does go to number two, which is you can it's basically the ability to articulate and effectively communicate your thoughts. That's why what you this, think about something. Yeah, exactly. Like it could be stupid things. We've gone back and forth on. I think the Beatles are the best band of all time, right? Yeah. You clearly disagree. That's okay. Right. But these are my thoughts. Here's why I'm communicating it. And you say, well, it's not really worthwhile. Yeah, but it's I have the ability to communicate that. And because I can communicate something trivial, I can also communicate something stuff. Right. Right. Exactly. And this is one that I, again, we always, people always blame social media for so many things. And that gets old to me personally. Sure. But I, I, I'm going to do it as well. I think this is one of those things where social media can have such a detrimental effect in that, People don't have original thoughts anymore. And so if you're a young man and we're telling you, hey, you've got to be able to articulate your thoughts, that kind of requires you having to have <laughs> some original thoughts, right? Not just yep. getting every single thought that you have, every single opinion from social media or from TikTok or right. from you know whatever everybody else is saying. You kind of got to have some original thought. And again, like you're saying, the ability to articulate that and the ability to express those thoughts, those opinions that you have on whatever scale, the lowest scale of, of thinking incorrectly that the Beatles are the best band ever. You know, <laughs> you, you're entitled to that opinion. Or thinking correctly, things like LeBron James is the greatest basketball player I agree with you on Things that. like that. I agree with you. Again, those are trivial things that don't really matter at the end of the day. Can you express or articulate your Can thoughts you articulate on it? God's word or mm. on the really important things? Right. And so that's, the, the again, just the ability to articulate your thoughts has to be a skill that is prioritized and developed. No doubt. No doubt. Third one we have on here, the ability to talk about uh, difficult and tough things, yeah. topics. Uh, because, look, life is made up of those. As a matter of fact, I would say, you may disagree, but I would say the longer we go in the year 2023, we have more difficult topics of conversation maybe sure. than ever. Sure. Because everything is polarizing. Like, you can't talk about politics. You Obviously, that's always been polarizing. But you can't talk about socialist issues. You can't talk about even sports these days without it being a difficult or tough conversation where somebody's going to get escalated. Yeah. Right. Somebody's going to get escalated. Something's going to be controversial. Somebody's going to get upset. Can you have those difficult conversations? So what about, you know, somebody gets upset about evangelism? You're telling them about God, and maybe they, oh, well, you guys are the people that hate gays. We've mentioned this in a previous podcast, right? What do we do in that situation? This is where our communication skills have to kick in. So when we say, what do we mean by effective communication? It's the ability to have that difficult conversation and effectively communicate the way you mean to without shouting somebody down or without passive-aggressively getting through it. Well, like we just talked about, what's easier? To discuss with somebody and communicate why you think the Beatles are the best band ever and they disagree as opposed to you discussing why transgenderism is wrong right. with somebody who disagrees. Right. It's way easier to talk about music and right. movies and sports and athletes and, you know, hey, we, the we, fun may, stuff. we may disagree. It's the fun stuff, yeah. right? It's easy. It's comfortable. It's a lot harder to talk about why transgenderism is wrong right. and why pornography is such a big deal and why, you know, pro-life as opposed to pro-choice. Yeah. All these current issues that, again, I 
hope and pray that you godly young men have thoughts about thoughts that are driven and motivated by God's word and not culture. But you got to be able to talk about those things and articulate your thoughts on those tough and difficult subjects. Once you get beyond what your favorite Marvel movie is, you've got to be able to talk about and discuss the tougher, more important things. Because this is part of what makes us men. Yeah. We've talked about this, right? The ability to call out. Say the hard things. To say the hard things. Episode five. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Say the hard things. Go back and check it out. How do we say the hard things? We have to have good communication skills. And we hit on a little bit in, in number five, but I think that's why it's so important is the hard things are, are coming our way. Whether sure. we want to say the hard things or not, you're getting to the point where every single day, the the fact that you stand up for truth is you saying the hard things. If you can't communicate at all, if you have zero skills and you're socially awkward and all that stuff, you're gonna have a really tough time standing up for the hard things. Right. And this ties us into the next one. And just right. so you're not keep just so you're not losing track here. What we mean by this is the ability to articulate your emotions, the ability to articulate your thoughts, the ability to talk about difficult topics. The next one would be the ability to talk through conflicts and disagreements, the ability to work through those things. Again, if only if your only communication skills are with comfortable things and easy things, what is that going to do to you when you have a conflict in your marriage? Right. And, you know, again, the subject of your discussion is not who you think is going to win the NBA finals. Right. It's much deeper things. It's conflict. It's, it's, it's difficulty within your marriage, even a business disagreement, whatever it is. Man, effective communication really, really helps to work through those things. So a lot of people go back to what their parents did. I don't want to be my parents. My parents yelled at one another. Yeah, but if you don't know how to effectively communicate through these things, what are you going to do? You're going to go right back to what you know, you know, instinctually what you know and what's been shown you since you were a kid. Well, if that's the case, then you fall right back into the same patterns and the next thing you know, you're yelling at your spouse and why am I doing this? You know, I hate it when my parents did this. Yeah, but you don't know how to communicate through it. And so as we're talking about this, you know, the, the ability to work through conflicts, disagreements, I would ask yourself, how do I handle conflicts? Yeah. How do I handle disagreements among my friends with stupid things, with the Beatles? How do I handle that? Do I find that I'm getting like unbelievably upset at this? Most of the time when we get really upset and we fail to communicate, we struggle with communicating through it. It's because it's tied to a much deeper level. It's tied right. to identity. So if I say that the Beatles are the best band ever and you get instantly upset or something, and, and you're trying to tell me that I think you're a big Morgan Wallen fan. I don't know. You're trying to tell me that. <laughs> you got it. it. It's probably, you know, you have a vested interest in Morgan Wallen beyond what's normal, right? Sure. Whatever it is. If you're finding yourself getting super upset, this is where conflict goes wrong so often is instead of being able to logically process and communicate through it, uh, yeah. communicate through it, we find the emotion getting in the way. We don't know how to articulate our emotions either. We don't know how to articulate our thoughts. And so it's just this ball of wax that like explodes. And then we're like, oh, oh man, it's sorry a, about that. It's a problem that compounds. Yes. I think that's a great point. The next one, I guess the last one here is one that, man, we struggled to articulate whenever we were first talking about this episode and kind of hashing it out. So we may not communicate this one super well, but we were talking about how there's just certain people that when you listen to them, when they get up and, and not even necessarily a sermon, but like a lecture or a motivational speech, a TED Talk, you know, something on YouTube or something like that. You kind of, you listen to them and you just, man, you believe what they say and you yeah. can tell that they know what they're talking about. Why is that? Is it always because of the content of what they're saying? In my opinion, not necessarily. Right. You know, that might help, of course, and that is important. But a lot of why you buy into somebody and why you believe somebody and why you really listen to somebody is because they have the ability to express confidence and charisma mm. in the things that they say. And that's something, again, that's pro- that's hard for us to define. It was hard for us to kind of hash that out before right. we started. But 
that's a key to effective communication is having confidence and charisma in the things that you say because right. that's what get and not that you're trying to get people to buy into what you have to say all the time but man it expressing that confidence and that charisma is something that man people are going to listen to you and you're going to be able to again hopefully with being a godly young man using God's word to to impact you know hundreds of people through your communication no skills doubt. or affecting your marriage in a positive fashion Having that confidence and that charisma is so key. I think that's why we put it as number five is we weren't fully sure. I think you said it really well. We weren't fully sure how we wanted to tackle this because it is a little like, I don't know if it esoteric is the word. Abstract. You know, abstract yeah. a little bit out there. Like how do we, how do you quantify charisma? You know, it's one thing to be able to communicate through your emotions. That's, we can talk on that all day. How do you quantify the idea of being able to express confidence, yeah. charisma? Like it's a little more difficult, but it is kind of an inner belief that you have in yourself. Um, and what I would say, it kind of moves us to the next point of the outline, unless there's yes. something else you want to get and into. The, the next, I'll let, let you get into The next question that we want to answer is, we so far we've answered two, why communication skills, or why are they so important? Two, what do we mean by effective communication skills? And thirdly, how do we get there? So get us into that first yeah, one, how do we get there? directly and to the last that's one. That's exactly it. Have a ton of confidence in yourself. Yeah. There has to be that level of confidence. And no, we're not talking boastful. We're not talking, you know, arrogant pride, jerk, yeah. pride. We're talking somebody who... I know who I am. I know that I have the ability to communicate, you know, what what I think. And so I have confidence in myself. And that doesn't mean I always have confidence in every topic that I'm discussing. We had, had a good friend growing up and him and his brother ended up going in like high levels of mathematics. Shout out um, Devin and Lance. Great guys. Uh, very, very smart. Way beyond me. One was like working with NASA in, in college. I mean, like pretty big, That's impressive. big deal. Yeah. So he'd start going off on these things. I'm like, what are you talking about? I have no idea. It's not the fact that I'm super confident in my math skills. <laughs> I'm an idiot when it comes to math. I have right. no confidence in that. I had confidence in my ability to ask him questions, in which we'll get to, but I had confidence like I don't have to be the guy that knows everything yeah. all the time. I'm confident enough in myself that it's okay if I'm not the math guy too. Like I can just be Joe. You're, I, you're I, assured of yourself. Right. Even if I you can don't be have okay with who I am. So in my communication with them, it was a lot of questions because I didn't know half of what they were talking, probably more than half of what they were talking about, but I'm also confident in the things that I know and I can share that hopefully effectively with other people. And so the confidence doesn't mean we have to know everything about everything. And it doesn't mean that we have to bulldoze over everybody in conversation. Like right. I'm the confident guy in the room. Let me tell you about everything. That's not what we mean. Right. But again, shameless plug, um, episode, I'm going to mess this up. Six, I think was, was confidence versus arrogance. I said, if you episodes ago is, is probably my favorite because it is so key to a lot of the stuff that we're discussing. You can't be arrogant. Pride is wrong. That, that's right. something we we hashed that out in that episode. It, it is it is an abomination to God to be prideful and to be arrogant. It is not an abomination to God to be confident. Right. To be confident in the things that you say. And what so many young men are lacking when we were first sitting down to discuss this podcast in general about, hey, what is it that we think godly young men need to know? This was such a big one because yeah. the world and culture is kind of shouting down men. And so young men are not really being taught about the importance of confidence. Right. And so we got a lot of unconfident young men, got a lot of insecure young men That's in right. so many areas. And man, confidence is so key for this one in your effective communication, not just public speaking, not just, you know, for those of you who, who might preach or teach or whatever, doing those things, but also, you know, day-to-day -day conversation to not be the guy that kind of shrinks back. And we've talked about before about just being a yes man and yes yeah. to everything everybody says and just kind of the guy that never really takes a stance on anything. Right. That is an uh, unconfident. I don't know if that's a word or not. I'm not very confident whether or not that's a word or not, but <laughs> it's something that nobody really enjoys being around that type of person. Right. You'd rather be around the person that is confident in things that they say and confident in not just the things that they say. I think you brought up 
maybe I don't know everything about it, but I'm right. I'm, I'm self aware enough, and I'll let you get get sure. us on the next one with that. To know, I don't know everything, but I'm still confident in my ability to carry yeah. on a conversation with this person, to ask them questions, to do whatever. Well, yeah, because this goes to point number two, which is self-awareness is key. Like As we're talking, how do we get there? Yeah, confidence is key, but self-awareness is kind of the key to confidence. Yeah. How am I confident in me talking to you? How am I confident in me talking to clients, whatever it is? I feel like I have the self-awareness, and maybe that's part of, I don't know, I'd like to think that's not arrogance. I'd like to think that's yeah. more confident. Yeah. I'm confident that I don't know everything. But I'm also confident in the things that I do know. And the self-awareness is the ability to, to delineate between the two, yeah. to know the difference. What do I not know? So the guy who comes in feeling he knows everything, you're not self-aware at all. Because you're gonna. there's always a bigger fish, as Qui-Gon would say. There's always somebody who's smarter. You who's, quoted who's that in another episode. I remember that. I love that quote. I mean, I'm telling you, George Lucas, the rest of Big the script Star in Star Wars, Wars was yeah. horrible in the prequels. The rest of the script is horrible, but he got that one right. There's always a bigger fish. There's always somebody who's smarter, who's better, who's, yeah. you know, who's whatever it is. Self-awareness is the ability not to beat yourself up. It's the ability to look at it and go, maybe I don't know everything about that. And that's okay. That's okay because yeah. I want to know. And, and to kind of be aware specifically when it comes to communication, how you're being perceived, how you're coming across. Yep. Um, you have to know that in yourself. So I can read it in your face, right? But there's kind of this inner like, yeah, maybe I don't fully know what I'm talking about here, and that's okay. Let me ask some questions. So my son Jackson is 17 months old, and you know, so many fun things ahead in in life as far as parenting goes with him. But obviously, my number one goal with him is that I raise him. Me and Rachel raise him to be a faithful Christian man, a, a faithful Christian warrior. Sure. Really, not sure. even just you know your average Christian, but somebody who fights for God and and fights for the church. Aside from that, which is the most important thing, honestly, probably my second biggest goal with him is to make sure he turns out to be a self-aware adult. It's that, <laughs> yep. such a big deal with yep. me. People who are not self-aware, oh, it's so brutal to be around those types of people who you can tell they just, they say things that, you know, they probably shouldn't say. They're, they're, they're not very aware of, you know, maybe how boastful they're being right. or how they're just dominating a conversation right. or, you know, whatever like awkward, it is. Yeah, yeah the awkward. They're just not very self-aware. The best communicators, and if you're looking for, again, as we're answering this, how how do we get there? It is so important to be self-aware about. Maybe you don't know everything in this area. Don't try to overstep your bounds or, you know, curiosity can take you too far. Whatever it is, again, it's one of those things that's tough to quantify, but you know it when you see it. When somebody is not self-aware, you can right. point to me, hey, that person is not very self-aware. Self-awareness is tough because it can so quickly turn into, kind of delve into, what do I want to say, like, being a jerk to yourself, you, yeah. you you know, you're so mean and you're constantly critical, like super hypercritical of yourself, which is not good either. And that's not good either. However, I feel like one of the things that developed my ability to be self-aware was my parents calling out a lot of my garbage, a lot yeah. of the things that yeah. I did and good, bad or otherwise, they may have been you know a little harsh on it from time to time. It caused me to develop. And I noticed this in hockey. My parents were hypersensitive to the way I played hockey Again, some good, some bad, but it made me very aware of every aspect of my game. And so yeah. I knew where I needed to get better. But that was from me listening to people being able to call me out. So I'd say well, if you're... Uh, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, I'd say if you're a teen, ask for people to like, ask for feedback. Ask for what ways can I get better? It's knowing that the world doesn't revolve around you. Yeah. And that you are you have weaknesses. That's right. You're not the greatest at everything. You still have confidence, but knowing the world doesn't revolve around you is so key. Uh, let's move on. Yeah, we, man, go we've got a roll here. Yeah. Um, so the next one, and I'll move this one very quickly, and then I'll get to, I'll let you do number four. Um, as far as how do we get there to have effective communication skills, um, practice communication in everyday life. Yep. That's I mean, 
Practice makes perfect. That's the yeah. most cliche saying in the book. But it really does as far as you know, practicing communication. Things like um, you were talking earlier, just adopt a take, adopt a stance, something that you firmly believe, an original thought that we were talking about, and learn how to defend it. Practice yeah. how to defend it and be able to effectively communicate that. Another one I would say is, man, just get really good at one-on-one conversation. And the way you get good at that is practice it. Practice Talk to people. Um, talk to people of all ages, as I just kind of spoke to yep. a second ago. Uh, but practice day-to-day conversations. And man, again, the more communications, the more conversations I should say that you have, the better at it you're going to be. And then listen to people who are effective communicators and learn from them. I mean, that's one of the best things you find can Find someone you, you appreciate. Find someone you say, man, that guy really... He's very effective in his communication. Yeah. Not even necessarily somebody speaking public speaking wise. Somebody at your church, a friend that you have that just is really easygoing. They speak like well, you, yeah. right? They speak well, and you like the way that, that they talk. What do they do? How, how do they? Um, you know, how do they talk? And I would say just real fast about the uh, adopting a stance. The reason why that's important, the reason why I think that's good practice, is because it ultimately doesn't matter if you if you get it handed to you, right? In in whatever the debate is, and it's on a stupid subject, nobody really cares. Yeah. You just learn how to defend it a little bit more. So it's kind of a risk free way of learning how to communicate what you think about something. That's why, and sorry, real quick, in like mm-hmm. debate classes and stuff, you're not always debating things that you believe, but right. you're learning how to defend it. That's right. exactly it. Number four, how do we get there? Ask a lot of questions. Like, be curious. Honestly, this goes so far. You talk about effective communicators, the people that you like talking to. You'll notice with a lot of people you like talking to, they ask you questions. They ask a lot of questions. They're not always talking about themselves. Right. They're not always leading the conversation. Yeah, some of those guys have charisma and they lead a conversation. That can become obnoxious like that, like really, really fast. Whereas the people that put me at ease, the people that I like talking to are those that are very easy conversationalists and they're genuinely curious about me or about you, right? And I try to be this way is I really Joe's do want... very good at this. You're, this, this you're very, very kind. Very good trait that That's he why has. they pay me the big buck. No, just right, kidding. Right. Just kidding. Um, I really There's appreciate you saying that. No. There's a confidence. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I appreciate you saying it, but that's something that I want to be. I want to be better at this because... Asking questions kind of allows you to lead the conversation because if I ask you a question, ultimately I'm in control. I have you talking and that seems almost disingenuous, but I'm genuinely curious. I'm not doing that just to deflect. I'm genuinely curious. If I ask how your day was, you can bet that I actually want to know how your day was. It's, hey man, how was your day? And then I'm on my phone just, you know, texting whatever. I'm sorry, what'd you say? No, ask questions and, but the second part of it, be curious that's key. I can ask questions and not pay attention. And not care. Yeah. Curiosity is what allows me to drive the conversation and allows me to be confident in it. So we got a few minutes left. Let's get to the practical side. Sure. Do's and don'ts of, okay, you've talked about what it is. You've talked about how do we get there. Now talk about some, some practical things. So I'll hit the first one and let you go to the next one. Sure. Look people in the eye. So frustrating. You were just kind of referencing when you're talking to somebody and, you know, if you're talking to me and I'm kind of just... Yeah, you know, not really meeting your eye line and just kind of looking around. And I'll look at you for two seconds and then look away. Yeah. That is so irritating because you know they're they're probably not listening very well. And again, I think that's the screen world that we live in. We're used to having our eyes in a, on a screen. Yeah. We're, we're not used to having these face-to-face conversations. And so it's intimidating. It's oh, daunting yeah. to look people in the eye because it's like, are they staring into my soul? You know, right. it's, it's intimidating. And <laughs> right. so what do we do? We have our eyes and look somewhere else. Yeah. That is such a skill that you need to develop. Look people in the eye when you're talking. This to goes them. both ways because I've known people that while you're talking to me, right? I'm boy, I'm zoned in. But yeah. when I go to talk to you, it's kind of like some people actually I've seen they close their they eyes close their while eyes. they're talking, or yeah. yeah, they're looking elsewhere. Well, I was making eye contact 
only when you were talking to me. Make sure it's both ways. Make That's sure true. that while I'm talking to you, eye contact. While you're talking to me, eye contact. And not the creepy eye contact, let me just say, where it's like, yeah, <laughs> tell me all about it. Like, like okay. all right, guys, set, settle down. You can look away some. It doesn't mean you never break eye contact, but it's more... I see You're not having a staring contest. Yeah, that's here. exactly <laughs> it. So make it easy. Number two, speak up and and don't make them ask or don't yeah don't make them ask like what'd you say? Man, speak up. Yeah. So, so you know I was going to the store today and I was doing this. Right, and you're like right. I'm sorry. Excuse me. What what'd you say? Like don't be that guy. Yes. You don't have to be <laughs> Mr. Loud who like needs boisterous. You know that needs to to I need to turn my hearing aids down because you're so loud. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying be confident. That's another part of the confidence, right? Just to speak up so people can hear you. It's such a, I hate to use it, like a mousy thing when they're like, okay, let me tell you this story. And it's like, man, have a little more confidence. Speak exactly. up. Exactly. Again, don't be boisterous. If I'm having to lean but... in enough, man, like just speak up, especially if you're in a loud place, that's the self-awareness. I'm in a loud restaurant. Maybe I need to speak up a little bit more. Maybe when I go to say the prayer at a restaurant and I'm and I'm you know asked to say the prayer, I don't pray like this. And where the guy at the end of the table is like, Peeking, peeking up yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, i mean he's peeking up like are we done did he say amen i can't tell right don't be that guy right the next, number yeah two. the next one i would say is don't glaze over and this ties mm. directly into your active listening point yep. your um you know actually care and have interest in the conversation what do you see maybe they're making eye contact but you can tell you know they're just kind of glazed over maybe zoned out oh yeah like i'm talking to a wall here yeah don't be that person that glazes over again a lot of that you got to have interest in the conversation right. you got to be you know, have that active listening, not just kind of passively being there, but, you know, again, we'll get into body language here in a second, but actually actively listening to that. Don't be the person that glazes over. That's right. That's right. Number four, be engaging. Um, I added this one because so I'm going to take over here. Yeah, this, go for this, it. This go for it. I was going to say, this is something you got. Be engaging in conversation. Another way of saying that would be, don't be the person that talks about things that nobody cares about. We may have talked about this Amen. in a previous episode, but... You know an engaging conversationalist when you hear one, and you know somebody who's like, I would do anything in the world to get out of this conversation. <laughs> We've all been there, right? Yep. Somebody's talking to us, and it's yep. like, please, get me away from this person. That's not to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean here, but it's because, man, they're talking about things, and you can, again, the lack of self-awareness. Nobody cares about about your, your dream that you had, or, yeah. you know, we could go a million, you know, talk about a million different things here, but, man, there's just some things... Not everybody needs to know about that. Talk about things that are interesting and engaging. I was watching this. I was watching this bird, you know, and it was a robin, and, and this robin was doing the coolest thing. It's like, no, dude, no, no, <laughs> move on, move on. Yeah, be engaging. Talk about engaging things. It doesn't mean you always have to have the coolest story. You always have right. to have the hottest take on anything else. But like, once again, self-aware, read the room. People are not that engaged with your bird watching stories. They're not that engaged <laughs> with your Pokemon collection. They're not that engaged <laughs> with things like point. that. Like. They're just not, and and that may be a jerk thing. Can you say that? Yeah, yeah, we can because yeah. take a step back. Would you like it if somebody else did that? Just be self aware enough to say what is and is not engaging. And again, you've always you everybody has had that conversation where it's like I really want to get out of this conversation. Right. Don't be the person that other people want to get out of the conversation. That's exactly. Get us into yeah. the next. One. Yeah, I, no, I, I kind of ramrod you. No, you're there. good. Yeah. You're good. Be at ease in the conversation uh, and make others feel comfortable. This is one of those, once again, it's a little more on the abstract end. Like, how do we do that practically? One I would say is don't be constantly thinking about your next response. This is a huge one. And you put this down, and I love that you said this because, man, that is one of the worst things that you can do, and most people do this. So I'm talking to you, and I'm telling you all about this point, and you're not paying attention at all to me because you're thinking about, how am I going to respond? What am I going to say? What is he going to say? And then you miss the last 30 seconds of what I said. I've been there. I've done that. That's not good. 
engage, this is the active listening part. You engage with people long enough where I'm not thinking about, man, what's the next witty thing I'm going to say? I'm engaged with you. When you stop talking, sometimes you, you know, you may go, oh, wow, I don't even know what to say to that. That's okay. Sometimes it's okay to call that out too, but you can ask another question. Most of the time you get better at thinking on the spot. So just be comfortable, be at ease. What else helps? Well, the way that I put this one is, again, you've, we've all been around people who it's just kind of uncomfortable to talk to them. Um, The best conversations, again, not to, you know, pump your, pump your tires too much here. Joe's really good at this about like you're, you're talking to him and man, just makes you feel really comfortable. Maybe it's somebody who you've never met before and you're, you know, trying to make conversation with them and they just have a really natural way of making you feel at home, making you feel comfortable. That is such a skill. And that's what we're talking about here is number one, you be comfortable in the conversation. You be, you know, not overstressed and because right. you, know, you hear people who are like always, like you said, trying to figure out what they're going to say next. They're and anxious. Over, yeah. Overanalyzing and they're anxious about they every talk. single thing they're going to say. And then you have people who are just comfortable talking to, talking to somebody. So be that person. Then also, like I was talking about something you do really well, be the person who makes others feel comfortable. That one's big, really big as well. Get into number six. Yeah. Show proper body language. Uh, and I was trying to explain this ahead of time because I, I put this one on the outline. Well, how do we even show this? So if you're not watching, you're not going to fully understand. So make sure to check out our all, YouTube. Yeah, I was going to say, all the so more I, reason to watch us on be YouTube. Be watching on yeah. YouTube. But, you know, when you're doing this and you're like, your arms are kind of folded and you're hunched over and, and I'm talking. slumped. And yeah. I'm talking to you, but what does this convey? Like, I'm not. You're very closed off. I'm very closed off. Exactly. I'm not confident. I'm closed off. I'm hunching my shoulders. I look like I'm freezing because, you know what I mean? Yeah. And some people talk this way. Some people are tapping their feet the entire time. What does that convey? conveys like I'm ready to get out of this conversation. They're nervous or they're just done with me. They want to move on. We don't want to convey those things, but body language conveys a lot. You know, the facial expressions, you want to be aware, look yourself in the mirror and sometimes ask people, Hey, you know, how do I engage in conversation? Do you notice anything about me? Sometimes that's helpful because you'd be surprised at the ticks that some people have. So, so explain what, what the alternative that would be. Square shoulder, you know, open your shoulders, open your chest. I'm square to you, and so you have, I'm making eye contact with you, and you have my full attention, Yeah. right? And, and vice versa, you have my full attention. Instead of me hunching over, you have to consider, and these are things that you take into consideration in like the counseling. I don't put a desk between me and the client. Most of mine's online, but I don't put a desk between me and the client. Why? Because it conveys something. Like it conveys yeah. there's a wall between us. You want to have an open stance. I also don't close myself off with clients. Like, chest up. Look the person in the eye. Make sure you're square toward them. If I'm facing this way, but I'm talking to you and I'm looking over, it can I want to get out of there. You've got more important stuff Exactly. I want to get out of there. I'm not even facing you. So square yourself to the person. I, these are basic things, but you'd be surprised how many people right. miss and, it. And you might be looking like, okay, who cares? No, this stuff matters. Like, right. This, this is, is how people get really good at communication and how you get people to want to talk to you and want to listen to you. Perception's huge, and this is all subconscious. They're not actively thinking, wow, he wants out of the conversation. Subconsciously, they are. I guarantee you, subconsciously, they're picking up on every last thing you're doing. And so this isn't to freak you out, like, man, I really have to pay attention to everything. And overthink everything. Right, overthink everything. We're not talking about that. We're talking about be at ease in the conversation. Be confident in what you know and what you don't know. Be willing to ask those questions. And when you're at ease and when you're showing people the proper, like, man, I'm just engaged with you. People realize that subconsciously and a lot of times consciously. And it, it makes them feel better. Like That's it's right. such an, a nice thing. And, and I, we understand we're throwing a lot at you here. And right. This is one of those things that maybe you're telling yourself, I'm not good at communication. 
Um, these are not things you're going to pick up just like that. Right. I mean, maybe it there's takes one practice. person out there that's just going to immediately pick it up. I doubt it. It takes practice, which is why we hit that point earlier. Work on these things. We're giving these things to you not to just bury you in information and right. not to make you feel bad about yourself. We're giving these things to you so that you can get a list of things to work on. The last thing, and then we got to wrap because we're right. long here, is kind of the opposite of what you're saying. So you got to show proper body language you just covered. But then the other thing about it, read the room when it comes yep. to reading other people's body language. There are going to be times when you're fully engaged in a conversation and the other person's just not. Right. Um, we, we did the How to Talk to Girls episode. There's going to be times when you're trying to talk to a yep. girl and you're really interested and she's really attractive and you just got to read the room and know maybe she's not that into you. Yeah. Um, and there are various ways you just kind of talked about. You can kind of get a feel for, yeah, they're kind of glazing over. They're not really interested. Um, I'm boring them or you know whatever it is. Fill in the blank. Maybe you can speak to some more of those things. But read the room and kind of learn to, to evaluate and look at other people's body language as well. That, that one is probably the, one of the, the more tougher skills to acquire yeah. is kind of why we had it last. The, I would say the other things are probably more important because it's your communication, but man, there are some times when you just need to, to learn and to know, yeah, this person's not super interested. Yeah. doesn't mean you need to feel bad about yourself. You were no. the one who was engaged, but maybe, maybe you shut the conversation off a little early. What I would say to help with this and reading the room Literally read the room, like sit down and people watch. I love people watching. It's, yeah. it's fascinating. Don't be a creep, but you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're sitting in a public space, you go to a mall and you're sitting in the food court, notice people, notice what they're doing. Notice how they talk to one another. What things do you think worked? What things are, what guy is engaging? You know, things like that. I'm not saying eavesdrop on conversations. I'm just saying be aware of people around you and notice what they're doing well. And sometimes people watching can really help. And that requires putting the phone down. And sometimes right. we are not anti cell phone. We're not no. those people that are like, get a flip phone or, you know, these young people and their devices. That's not us. You know, right. we both got iPhones and we both are on iPhones quite a bit. However, to be good at these things, to be effective at what we're doing right now, the less screen time you have, right. probably the better you're going to be at it. Right. And I think we probably will devote an, a full episode to kind of phone etiquette and, and right. really what godly young men need to do as far as cell phones because it's the world we live in. But to, to your point, this is where we'll wrap. The ability to be good at those things, the ability to notice those things is to not always have your AirPods in and to not always be staring at a YouTube yeah. video. Um, unless it's the gym podcast, in which case, go for there it. There you go. Um, always be watching. No, we, we obviously think that this is super important. And um, again, it's going to help you in every phase, every aspect of your life, business, relationships, marriage, your relationship with God. This, this should not be something that you just kind of push to the side and be like, ah, that's not really important. Yeah. It definitely is. And your relationship with yourself as well, yeah. just to throw that in there. Yeah. Being confident, communicating confidently, communicating your thoughts, and letting yourself be known. It's not good for me to be alone, man. I quote that all the time. It's not good for me to be alone. Scripture says, right? Genesis 2.18. Communication is how we are not alone. We can be in a room surrounding, you know, a room full of people and be alone because it's just us and our thoughts and we don't know how to communicate who we are. Learn to communicate who you are yeah. and you'll never be alone. Yeah, that's great. So we're going to wrap right there. Yep. As always, we invite any feedback, any comments Absolutely. that you have. I don't think we have any kind of you know spicy, hot question um, forum. We, we went super long on this. Um, but any feedback that you have, if there's an obstacle that you face to communication that maybe we didn't cover or something that you have found really helpful that we didn't cover, let us know because this is something that we want to share. We don't have all the answers. As we always right. say we want to share thoughts and information on. So we are going to wrap right there. This has been Episode 17 of the Godly Young Men Podcast.